Welcome to the Plant Rich Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? I built my house by the sea, not on the sands, mind you, not on the shifting sand. I built it of rock, a strong house by a strong sea, and we got well acquainted, the sea and I, good neighbors, not that we spoke much. We met in silences, respectful, keeping our distance but looking our thoughts across the fence of sand. Always the fence of sand, our barrier. Always the sand between. And then one day, I still don't know how it happened, but the sea came, without warning, without welcome even. Not sudden and swift, but sifting across the sand like wine. Less like the flow of water than the flow of blood slow but coming slow but flowing like an open wound and I thought of flight and I thought of drowning and I thought of death and while I thought the sea crept higher till it reached my door I knew then there was neither flight nor death nor drowning that when the sea comes calling, you stop being good neighbors. Well acquainted, friendly from a distance neighbors. And you give your house for a coral castle and you learn to breathe underwater. This poem is Breathing Underwater by Carol Bialock. I've been dreaming of drowning all week. And I know that Mars is in Cancer and that Saturn is in Pisces. The malefics, the challenging planets are in the watery realms. So there could be some astrological influence to these drowning dreams. And I also know that I am healing. That this trauma work that I've been doing, this therapy that I've been doing, is taking me to the deep. And that the deep feels like drowning. But I also know that I can breathe underwater. Because I've been doing it all my life. Every time I thought I was drowning, I didn't. Every time the depths took me, I made it.
another dream I had about the deep this week was a dream where my mother gifted me a box on my birthday. It was an old antique wooden box, small, humble looking, with an intricate metal enclosure. And when you opened it, there was a certain way you moved the wood and a secret compartment would pop out of the box. And in that secret compartment was a spider. It's a kraken spider, she told me. It looks dead, but it isn't. It could awaken at any moment. A kraken spider. Two formidable, terrifying, phobic creatures melded into one. Kraken coming from the Norse word for anchor, that which drags you to the bottom of the sea, never to be seen again. The spider who anchors her webs. What am I anchored to? What is trying to anchor me? What does it mean to be anchored? In one of my drowning dreams, I was drugged to the bottom of a pool and I experienced my own drowning. I gasped deeply and woke up gasping. How could you do this to me? How could you drown me? How could you so uncaringly drag me to the bottom of a pool? I thought you loved me. Ah, trauma. How could you? How dare you? I know those voices so well. My protectors my unfelt grief, my unfelt rage. Ah, the Kraken. These unwept tears drag me to the bottom of the sea over and over and over again. Convince me to be a good girl. Do what I'm supposed to do. Say what I'm supposed to say. Be unassuming, kind quiet, subservient. Don't tempt them. Don't compete with them. Don't overpower them. Don't draw attention to yourself. These wild feelings of rage, of injustice, of indignance, these needs you think you have, they draw predators like blood in the water. Hide them away and they congeal into monsters like the Kraken. Just waiting to drag me under the surface when I least expect it. Tentacles of this creature come streaming out of my mouth sometimes when I say, how dare you?
when I say I need this when I say no when I say I don't want this from you and it feels so dangerous because attached to those simple words no, I don't want this I need this stop it there is a dam behind those words waiting to break. There is a monster awakening in its hidden compartment waiting to tear everything to the ground. There is an ocean waiting to drown me. And yet, every time I've risked it, on purpose or by accident, and let that tentacle slip out of my mouth, and let the tears come, and let the danger grip my body, and let the dam tremble every time that's happened, the person I love has drawn nearer to me and shown their own tentacles not in threat and predation but in love and solidarity every time I've let the facade fall I've been met with compassion Because finally, for the first time in maybe forever, my relationships are safe. I have worked so hard to get here. I have worked so hard at learning to hear my own voice, listen to my own discernment, and trust that I'm capable of deep relationship with healthy people, safe people. I've always had safe relationships with birds and stones and rivers and dogs, some deities, some ghosts, (laughs) but humans? No way. That was a group of beings that were off limits to safety. But I find myself now in new relationships that are safe and in old relationships that have become safe. Something I didn't think was possible. And so I ask myself now, what does that even mean? (laughs) What is safety? It's authenticity. It's realness. It's messy. It's hard.
It's not some sort of perfect picture. It's alive. It flows. It ebbs. It changes. To be safe means that I trust the person to be real. Not that I trust them to agree with me. Not that I trust that they'll never disappoint me or hurt me. But that they'll never mean to. It is never their goal to disappoint me or to hurt me. And it is never their goal to shame me when I disappoint them or hurt them. We trust in each other's goodness and that stays at the center. No more one-upmanship, no more competition, no more taking for the sake of filling a vacuum that can never be filled. No more hiding in frenzied doing. No. There's a simplicity now. I'm spending more time than ever underwater. And I'm not drowning. I'm spending more time than ever with the Kraken. And I'm swimming. It feels a lot like being in a wilderness. Things are unexpected, dangerous, but enchanting. It's real. When I come across a new vista in my relationships with humans, it's very much like the vistas I experience on a hike. Breathtaking, exhilarating, my legs are trembling from the exertion to get there. This is what I'm devoted to in my life these days. Tracking the tentacles because they are sprouting up everywhere. They are bursting through mouths and hearts and hands all around me. And this thing that our mothers were convinced was a monster is what makes us human. Our needs, our desires, our no's, our yeses, our authority, our knowledge and wisdom, our sexuality, our instincts, our leisure and play. These are not tentacles of a monster like we thought. 
They are qualities of being human and they're messy and beautiful. They're the places where we find receptors with other humans. Where we have a need, someone can help us meet that need. Where we have a fear, someone can help us feel strong and brave. Where we have a gift, someone can feel seen and receive that. What we thought were tentacles of a monster are like synapses in the brain, points of connection, the ways that we weave together. And the greater being is awakening. The one to whom all of these synapses belong. After many, many eons of slumber and sedation and imprisonment in little tiny boxes, she is rumbling the ground, churning the seas rising with the sap. May we heed her, embody her, and trust ourselves to breathe underwater. Thank you for joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me, and it's time to come back to life.